Welcome to Candela. I'm Christopher Hooton, and it's the first Candela of 2021, I believe. Yes, it is. Welcome, Al. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you very much. If you're hearing some different noises, uh, Candela first today, where we're out in the in the countryside. We're out in the open today, surrounded yeah. by the birds and the Some, bees. Somewhere between gobble coats and cow roast in the English countryside, <laughs> doing a COVID-safe podcast. Yes, yes. <laughs> Before anyone says anything, this counts yeah. as work. This is a legitimate meet-up, and we're both wearing full hazmat. We're both pretty chilly, but, you know, we're here and we're... Yeah, dedicated to the visual arts. Indeed. And today we, we thought we'd we want to talk a little bit about focus, but not the camera kind the humankind I think we, we've spoken a lot on previous podcasts before about how as much as like talent is definitely great and necessary I think probably hard work matters more in the majority of cases and it, something it, it if you, the more you can get yourself to focus and actually apply yourself it's obviously going to like make a huge difference but this is not we don't want it to be like we are paragons of like focusing and, and that kind of a thing. We're not saying this is like a how-to. And I'm sure you struggle with it. I definitely do as well. But it's still an interesting thing, I think, to think about. And the little ways you can try and get yourself to be firing on all cylinders a little yeah. bit more. I think this year has proved uh, the ultimate in terms of having to motivate and actually be productive in you know in a circumstances that are so different yeah. from, from what we may have been or not used to <laughs> for sure and like not only because you you know you might have other things on your mind like how do i keep the lights on if you know what depending on what's going on in your life during this but like also just now everyone's spending way much more time in the home there's so much more distractions and just bullshit that can get in the way yeah there um, sure is and there's a lot less from a from my perspective on the old street shooting there's a uh, very little left compared to how it was so uh, it's about adapting and thinking of new ways of uh, of keeping things moving yeah enjoying these occasional bird sounds yeah we can find a heating solution it's about to be a long term thing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one I thing I, I've been trying to do lately to try and get myself focused a bit better is to it sounds stupid but like to remind myself that I like it because I don't know there's a, a weird thing that as soon as you kind of it feels like you have to do something. Your brain gets almost subconsciously in the situation of feeling like, oh, I can't, oh, I could just do something else. But you got to remember, like, especially if it's, a, you know, a creative project and something you want to do, that is what you do want to do it. Stop, yeah. Your brains keep telling you don't, but you actually do. Like, it's the thing that you like to do. And, like, when you actually remind yourself of that, you realise you're sitting down, if it's sitting down to write something or it's to create something, whatever it is, that it's kind of a good way to trick yourself into... Yeah, I've fortunately... I'm so obsessed with with photography that I've just been going out and doing it all the time. Um, but I have found, you know, like I, I used to shoot projects, I used to shoot lots of things like that, and not having that has meant that it's felt kind of rudderless uh, and much more just of a kind of random, kind of time killing pursuit rather than actually focused photography, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, but I have noticed, and I've spoken to a few people who, you know, in various art fields, who have found it like they've just kind of put their, whether it's an instrument or, you know, camera or writing aside at this time, and they've kind of used it as a time to get into other things, which I found quite strange. It's not been my approach to, to this whole situation. Uh, but I, I can see why, you know, if you're like a concert musician or something, how, not, you know, if, if you're used to playing on stage or in a band, you know, now, and now you're at home doing it on your own, it's not really the same. So just picking up an instrument or, a, you know, or, yeah. or it's, it's a very different 
thing to do. That's, that's, yeah, that's interesting. I don't think, yeah, I haven't either been like, now I'm going to spend my time doing this. But I think what I have done, and it's probably what made me think of this as a topic, is like everyone, well, most people, right, have got that, there's that thing they've always been meaning to do, you know, that, that project that they've been putting off because it's big or intense or intimidating or whatever, and you're like, oh, I've never got time to do it. Like, this is the year where a lot of, you know, in a lot of cases, maybe you do have a time to do it. And that's probably what made me think about, okay, how do you focus and, and get that done? Um, yeah. I guess it helps with what you do that you like walking anyway so that the two things come hand in hand I don't have a massive passion for sitting on my ass for eight hours but unfortunately that's what some of the stuff I do requires me to do yes indeed <laughs> and yeah for me walking around is uh, it goes hand in hand with uh, with getting shots and the more you walk the more shots you inevitably will get it can kind of get to you when and it has done to me the whole just kind of aimlessness of it and then I've been setting myself little projects and things to shoot I didn't want to shoot the whole pandemic situation because I've seen a lot of people doing it and I've done it in my own way and inherently if you're taking photographs out in public in this time yeah, you are you documenting are, yeah. it in a you know even if you're not if you don't mean to but I've just been setting myself other things to do and um I found particularly from uh, the beginning of this year, I've just set myself a sh- like an actual schedule just to go out and shoot. And I get up at a certain time now and go out and get it done and just set myself a kind of a few hours a day of just solid walking around and, and doing it. And I know that not everyone can do that, obviously, if you're still working. Well, I'm, mm. I'm still working in, in, in other ways, but I'm finding, uh, you know, whether it's really early in the morning or late at night, you know, I'm still finding time to focus on photography and and trying to develop and come up with new things. And it's been a challenge being stuck in in one place. That's that's been something that's been super hard to to kind of get to grips with because I, I mentally told myself that I was done with London and bored of it. And I'm sure many people listening uh, will feel the same about wherever they are and that uh, you know the place is devoid of images or or devoid of inspiration. Um, and that's something that I've been grappling with. Yeah, I, I feel yeah, I feel for you on that front. I think about that having to photograph in the same place essentially for a constant year. It's like if you had a musician with an array of instruments, and then you're like, okay, now you can only you've got this xylophone. That's all you can use. All you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, composer. Like there you go. Although. A good composer probably could come up with yeah, something. Yeah, they would say, you know, you go away and you just become shit hot at that one thing. Yeah, and, and I kind of, you know, was very used to travelling and etc. And, and always appreciated it, but never appreciated how it kind of helped with the inspiration side of the process. Yeah. And I didn't have to kind of motivate myself so hard because I could just go out and uh, uh, be somewhere completely new. And we talked about that a few times, how we we're mm. so, you know, we haven't seen anyone that we don't know you know for like a year almost it's like I haven't met anyone new I haven't been anywhere new really um and that does take its toll I think uh in in ways other than just creativity it's, yeah. it's starting to really uh sink in I think how different things have become and um yeah it's 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 kind of just been about adjusting to that being comfortable with it and uh the mind game side of it for me uh and just being you know, convincing myself that it's okay and there are as many opportunities in London as there are in, you know, Berlin. Just because I'm not there doesn't mean that, you know, maybe a photographer stuck in Berlin wishes yeah, they were I'm in sure London. Would, yeah. So so I, I've tried to just stop seeing things like that. And it's actually, it's been quite quite a good thing. Um, 
It's good that you set a schedule. That's one of the things if I, I feel a bit guilty about. I slipped somewhat, I found, possibly from being working at home more than, you know, working in like a coffee shop or a bar or anywhere I might normally be. Is that like, I'll... I work really hard in the morning and then because my, the, a lot of stuff I do is like very long lead time and like I might be not be doing delivery for like a couple of months whether it's a podcast or a video or a film whatever yeah. it's very easy I just I find I work harder and then I'll like stop for lunch and then when I get back in the afternoon and I know that I can just do some more in the evening so I'll just be like ah just uh, have a nap maybe <laughs> and like but it's and, and the work does still get done it just gets kicked into the evening but I still don't think that's really a way to do it and I need to regiment more of a like keep that nine to five ethos rather than like just letting it slip yeah i've always been uh i feel like i've worked to get myself in a position where i don't need to have that kind of schedule i kind of like being able to get leave the house if i want to you know if i'm not on a specific project or trip or whatever you want to call it uh but i found that it's actually been the one thing that's kind of kept me going has been you know for no real reason just saying that at nine o'clock that is the time yeah I definitely i think well i think the what the benefit the nice thing is that you know you don't need to no one's telling you you have to i've got a boss that's doing that but that doesn't mean that observing those hours might not still be a good thing just like for general output yeah one thing i kind of wish i did a little bit more as well was like uh, having interviewed so many people over the years the amount of people that almost somewhat secretly get up super early and like even people you wouldn't maybe obviously expect because maybe i don't know if it's a musician or if it's a writer and maybe all of their stuff is mostly set at night and it maybe it's about like drugs and like staying up late and all of these kind of themes but actually so many of those people get the fuck up at 5 a.m yeah and i think is that is is, if you can do it obviously it's great for a photographer because you've got the benefit of sunrise and everything and but like but also even if you're not like those those hours are yours man you can do anything in those hours (laughs) i know i know (laughs) i mean i I used to be a bit of a night owl and I've, I've shifted a bit now. I, I used to do a lot of my editing kind of like midnight to 1, 2 a.m. I just found because everything's quiet and you can just sit there and, yeah, again, like your own time. But I'm finding now that it's nice just not to do it then and to do it like to get up earlier and just do yeah. stuff then like I that. Think it's, I don't think it's always quite not great for your brain as well working at that time. Often, do you find when you're like, once your head hits the pillow, you're like, your brain's still in motion. It's probably not great to be engaging yourself <laughs> hard at 11 p.m. at night. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've always just done it like that. And I felt quite quite nice to have all my edits ready for the next day and all, you know, and so forth. But I don't know. I, I found a, a different balance, which, which is nice. And I'm sure a lot of people have as well, having to adjust. It must be so trippy for people who had jobs in, like offices or like places where they had to go into places mm-hmm. or like people who work on uh on film projects you know and like producers and people who are on set and things like that who now have to do that job from home yeah uh, that must be really really bizarre especially yeah because like for me I, there's some benefits being around other people sometimes I, li- I like being on sets and stuff but you know i don't like an office environment and that seems like a, a net good to me for everyone that they're they're from home but for a lot of people they do want that like they yeah. do want that vibe of being around other people. Separating being like your life up a bit. So it must be it must be tricky for for yeah, for some folks, I suppose. Yeah, but I guess like even forgetting coronavirus and all this time that we've had, I think um, as you said at the beginning, like a lot of people that I've kind of witnessed or, or spoken to or who've gone into an art form of some sort and 
who have had aptitude at it but don't quite go through with it for some reason it's it's almost inevitably not because they're not good enough it's because they just haven't uh just focused long or like you know, spent that time just like grinding it out if you if you know what i mean you know for for whatever reason and it just seems to be in some some people just get obsessed and just go for things and others just have a different approach or maybe their life is a is a different speed or a different kind of situation you know like for example if i had children uh, and wanted to get into street photography now i think it would be harder to you know turn that into an actual career or job um than it would be you know starting it when i did when i was about 25 and you know just you know with absolutely zero responsibilities really which kind of helped and allowed me to focus you know in that way and 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 be selfish and do all those things that that Mm. were necessary um i think in my in my experience people that like you say might be really really good but haven't like stuck with it or even started is usually just it always tends to come from feelings of inadequacy I have so many people who tell me like, oh, they, they really want to, you know, really want to do this, that or the other, but they just think, they think it will be shit. They think they'll, and they know they'll hate it. That's what they will say. They say, oh, I'll do this, but I know I'll hate it. Yeah. And that is hard. And I, I appreciate that. And the flip side of it is being a quite, a, you know, a bullshit person that puts all of their work out. And I, I, that, I, that doesn't sit totally comfortably with me. Sometimes I'm a bit like, oh, stop being such a fucking egomaniac, putting all your stuff out into the world. But I mean, that's, there's, that's not always totally great but that's definitely yeah. better than just being like i am never going to do anything because whatever i do will be substandard to my own standards you know yeah yeah there's definitely a sweet spot um where you know you have to be self-critical but you can't be you know self-defeating you, you, you can't like, put yourself in a state of uh entropy or you know where yeah. where, where yeah and, and and i see that as well um that's another thing you know like using instagram as an example sometimes you see people just like delete their entire feed and um, it's interesting when i see when you think you think whoa what, what happened there like you were working really hard at that for a long time mm. you know and and uh, you know for whatever reason i think some people just get uh i don't know and i i'm very selective with, with with what i put out um and especially at the time of actually editing you know uh, it is like a refining process of trying to train yourself not to take too many shots and then not pick the best ones and get advice i always ask chris for advice on which images he thinks are good and not and um yeah that whole process but it's uh it's always got to go forward somehow yeah and and sometimes yeah it's you can't just force it you have to think your way around it yeah and i guess as as with the, the we've said in the past about you know the first pictures you you take being maybe bad but then being like the most important ones in a way like i'm a big fan of the 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 toilet paper draft you know just get to the end of the thing just like even if you're not you're not totally happy with everything rather than just like be on act one and absolutely painstakingly agonize about it just get to get to literally the end and then go back and think about okay he made it back because you you just feel so much better because you know to an extent you have finished it you're like yes i'm at the end like this is a thing now it actually exists yeah yeah. now i can go and make it better do you know what uh doing uh, so when I started doing music it was obviously just for a personal reason you know for fun and learning and I suspected I wanted to get into it uh, but I, I, the thing I, re- I didn't appreciate was that I had no idea how to work to a deadline because I'd never had deadlines in my life and um, when I started doing adverts they were like right we need this in, in like tw- we need it yesterday <laughs> you know mm. like we need it in three days 
And all of a sudden, all of that kind of, well, I've got to make it perfect. Got to, you know, always that hi hat sound quite, you know, you just forget about it. You're just like, screw that. That's not important. I need to finish it and then get it presentable and then ship it. Yeah. And, and then you, you end up becoming, well, for me, it, it made me feel just like tr- try and trust. L- luckily, they, they, they did buy my stuff. When, you know, I was actually, you know, do, get, getting work put out there. So I started trusting my decisions and, and not feeling, I think it is just indecision. Yeah, uh, and and not having the confidence to say, to, to be decisive and say yes, that is, that is uh, what. It, and it's the same with framing. I, like when I do workshops, I see some people they they're put in front of a scene and and they just can't commit to one thing. Uh, and that's not to say it might not be the right one, you know. But I think it's always good to to see something and then go with your gut and be like, yeah, I'm going to try and approach it like this. Otherwise, you can just stand there forever just like thinking of a million ways of shooting something and then nothing gets done and then it's gone yeah um i sort of a cousin to that as well i think i'm some i'm, I'm guilty sometimes i think of taking on too many projects and rather than being like pick one <laughs> just focus all of your energy on that sometimes but yeah it's not I, always necessarily the right approach sometimes it is better to have you know multiple things and multiple plates spinning but yeah focusing on one thing is can be can be good too yeah i well yeah, it's it's good not to have. I I'd say no no more than like three things going yeah. at once. You, you sometimes have a crazy amount of things. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, well, wow, I think I, I think it's just the the way that's, on. That's fine. I mean, you know, you know what you're doing. Yeah. Also, <laughs> it's just on this side of things. It's it's like it's it, everyone. The, the game is entirely plate spinning, and sometimes the plates come off in a good way. Sometimes they don't. So it's like that's kind of part of it. But although I've been thinking about that lately, is like it kind of comes back to the whole thing of remembering you enjoy it. It's like I want to. I want to write some prose soon, I think. And I think just because I, I love screenplays and I'll continue to write them and continue to do all those things and keep pitching them and get some places with some and not others. But in the, just in the same way that, you know, with your photography, when it's done, it's done, it's made. That's the thing, it's there. I think uh, I'm quite enticed by the idea of finishing a book and knowing that, you know, uh, you know, maybe you get a modest, modest publishing run for it, maybe you don't, but like knowing that it's done, that's the, the, the dream is realised yeah. to its fullest. Yeah. It's not just a blueprint on the page like a screenplay is. And that is why photography for me is, I know. is so wonderful because you, you do have something instantly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and from music days of recording and arguing with musicians and producers and sitting in the studio and then having it mixed and mastered and then someone doesn't like it and you've got to go back and you know just being on your own and being like click ah <laughs> i like that yeah. is is uh is is wonderfully refreshing and and uh i, I just kind of hold on to that <laughs> yeah that's partly why i wish i just don't feel like i have aptitude for it but i wish i could paint or draw because i think there's a similar joy to that and it's just it's just you and the, the canvas and whatever material you're using and there's nothing to literally nothing to stop you painting would be so wicked like i, I know it's a really tough skill to yeah. learn and and it requires a lot of dedication for years i know that uh, but once you've got those skills you could literally just do whatever you want you could make anything it's so great isn't it yeah you could just, <laughs> you could just take it out into the world and just do anything you know <laughs> sometimes i'm like oh god damn it you know like uh, i remember i was skiing once and there was this shot that was so freaking perfect but it had like this huge horrible like uh, it was like a electricity pole thing in the middle and i was like I, there was no way around it and i, I just thought well you know if you paint if you painted this scene, you could just uh, just do it without that. 
you know, there was no way around it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I do. Apparently, I was all right at, paint, at art at school. My art teacher sat me down and he went, "You got to do art for A level." And I was like, I treated it as a complete joke <laughs> in GCSE. You do it on the uni, don't you? And yeah. I, I made this thing. It was like a, an abstract interpretation of the Four Seasons. I remember that, and it was like these just ridiculous blue swipes of thing with like bits of but he was like this is great he really liked it and and i didn't do art for a level i just thought no way uh i i couldn't draw a face at all like i had no but but now i realize that it's because you have to spend hours and hours practicing hundreds thousands of hours yeah um and it was like photography you know but the thing that's interesting is yeah there's always like from when i started and i think this is applicable to lots of other art forms uh or endeavours, you know, there's always like a kind of technical growth that you can pursue and like getting better at this or learning this or understanding more about this. As I feel like for what I do now, I understand so much about the camera side of it and the lenses and light and and editing and all those things. So now it's just like I've kind of got my tools, my nice toolkit. Yeah. And it's like, what the hell do I make now? And, and there was always a kind of... I don't know, like a learning experience alongside the creation of pictures, which I feel I, I'm not kind of... Obviously, we learn every time we go out and do something, but um, I feel like that the arc of that has slowed down hugely, and so now it's just kind of just ideas, and that's it. And it's about trying to come up with new ideas and different... Uh, and, and, and just going out and walking endlessly doesn't guarantee that you're going to get something either different to what you've already got or interesting at all. Um, so, yeah, so I, I find that most of my work now is done sitting there thinking of, of places and ideas and looking on a map and thinking where haven't yeah. I been and all that kind of thing. It's great to have your, like, to have a skill down like that. Obviously, it's a bit different in terms of, like, writing or something or filmmaking but like you do get those some writers who can just do that like someone like Woody Allen or someone where they can just sit down like and just write a script in an afternoon pretty much because they just I don't know they practiced it a lot practiced it a lot and just know that they can kind of put themselves in whatever conversation I was listening to a podcast the other day with um, a writer called Gigi Lavangi she's not even vaguely well known but she wrote um a script for this 90s film that I'd never even heard of called like Stepmoms or something with like Julia <laughs> Roberts in it but she wrote it in 10 days and then sold it to the studio for a million it's like if you can get if you can get the writing process that down that you can just knock out a script in 10 days that can be very fruitful <laughs> yeah absolutely I always think uh, you know the artist Banksy um, God, I hate that guy I know I know but <laughs> I, but he he um, I, he does come up with a whole he's load smart. Of, of, yeah. he's smart he could just go around graffitiing whimsical stuff, but he doesn't. He did that shredding of the painting thing. He built that hotel in uh, that shredding thing was that sick. Was, yeah. was amazing, <laughs> and and you could just see he's just thinking of new things and ideas, and he's not just resting on something that you know. He could just go around tagging everywhere, and it would be that. Uh, and I don't think anyone would, would complain about it. But he's clearly trying to use his platform and use his ideas uh, and to do other things and I think that's I think he's interesting in that sense he's like the master of the, the stunt you know but get about in terms of like getting grabbing people's attention like yeah he might not be great art wise but he, no one does like stunts and <laughs> gets people interested as much as that yeah guy. yeah exactly and I think that that is uh, a huge you know it's like yeah some people Chris 
don't like when something gets too popular. The more popular something gets, the more suspicious you become. No, so, I'm so, no. that's so aggressively untrue. Oh, come on. If, if Banksy was like, no one even knew of him, I still would think like a fucking like mouse having like an argument with a policeman, like, oh, fucking satire alert over here. Oh, no, okay, maybe not. <laughs> See? <laughs> just, see. I just also like have a real hatred of graffiti and mural art. I just don't doesn't. I don't like normal. I mean, general graffiti. I, I agree. It's is extremely up, upsetting. I know. I know it's like clever, but also when you see it and then people like appreciating it like a piece of fine art. I'm like, no. no. This, is, this is gonna sound like a very, uh, very <laughs> middle class thing to say, but I was I was very upset that my local coffee shops. Uh, What's it the called? shutters. The shutters had been graffitied. I was like, oh, it's my lovely safe space for having my coffee. <laughs> and it's been defiled. And it wasn't a kind of graffiti that could be defined as high art, no. No, it was like something that said like, like, a, like just... these are my ends or something. Or like, <laughs> I, I am the king. Or I don't know. So, or like, it was something, something really, really shit. Well, I hope you're able to get your mochaccino in peace next time. I've been <laughs> a little bit Shut up, you. Christopher. <laughs> I, I acknowledge that, that this you was did, a ridiculous thing to say. You did. Right? Well, I, uh, I'm well aware of the stupidity. No, well... <laughs> I mean, I and also in the pretentious end, I fucking miss the uh, the writing weekend, which is the thing that's the <laughs> oh, thing that's totally gone. I don't want you sometimes, Chris. For those who, well, I don't know why why you know this <laughs> if, if you don't already know. Sometimes Chris will take himself to like some random part of America just to write. Oh, it's the best. I, the, I mean, the, I love that. I think the, that's the best cool. one I ever had was in uh, Portland. I had such a good time, except for the one time that because weed's legal out there, I had a, ate a really strong edible and then had just the absolute worst experience of my life. <laughs> that aside, it was a great trip and I got a lot done. And I think what, what I miss about those is not necessarily Candela, like... do not recommend eating edibles. <laughs> no, don't. Only smoke. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't It wasn't that like being in, you know, the different place like made all these ideas flow, man. It wasn't like that. It was more that like... It was more that I just like... you've By spending the money to go somewhere, you've kind of like thrown down the gauntlet to yourself it's like here you are motherfucker you've paid for all this time in a hotel and your flight now you better do some work and you do do some work but also well, because there's nothing else to do because well, you're not can't get distracted by like stuff that will be around at home precisely and um i i, I know a guy uh, an author who writes uh, like spy and crime fiction mm. uh, charlie cummings he's called he's, he's quite well known actually uh and he 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 told me recently that he he was uh flying he took himself he had to finish a book he had a deadline and he, he flew himself to like spain and he booked himself into a hotel that was on a ring road of a motorway <laughs> right <laughs> that was like so he had no he didn't know he was like i was like why are you going to space i don't know anyone and so he went there just to be on his own in an area that wasn't interesting just that he had to sit there and finish his book that's great. Uh, and, and I thought that's that's yeah, I, love that, that. I get that. Um, I'm sure you get even though you do shoot a lot at home, I'm sure you get that a little bit when you're away. I'm sure if you're you know, say you're in Singapore or somewhere, you probably shoot a that little bit extra just because oh, you're massively, away. Massively, massively. Like when I was in Kyoto, uh, I I just thought when's the next time I'm gonna be back here? I have no idea. And I was there for uh, work and I was like, I'm lucky to be here. I, I I'm gonna just shoot the absolute shit out of this place like for the next yeah. for the next five days and I just yeah I was like a man possessed just like going to bed at, I was I actually got into this really unhealthy routine where I was waking up at six 
shooting until about 9pm, editing until about 1 and then just repeating that for my entire time in Japan. It's I, like I, absorbing I, as well, isn't it, to feel oh, that? Oh, totally, in. totally. But it also, it also made, made me go a bit mad. <laughs> uh, and I ended up having this kind of slight kind of like disorientation and, and being unable to tell which pictures were good and which weren't anymore. And so I, I ended up... Uh, I, I remember one night I, I stayed in and just watched a film in my room. I just, yeah, like you said, I just felt so guilty. I was like, there's the whole of Kyodo out there and I'm here watching Sons of Anarchy season five for the second time. Dude, Why am I here? It's so funny you say that. I remember when I was in, in Kyoto, I was, ha- I was having a really, I was in a, got myself into a really bad place for some reason mentally. I just wasn't happy for whatever reason. I wasn't there for a crazy amount of time. And I remember I spent so much time just sitting in my hotel on like the 50th floor watching Narcos season two. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just remember thinking like, oh, this is so bad. <laughs> you gotta get out. Yeah. yeah. One, well, one, one area of the focusing thing that we might maybe disagree on, because I know you, you're a man who likes to edit on the comfort of his sofa, but is that <laughs> I, I really like a good... If I can. If you can, yeah. Yeah, sure, I'll take that option. Like a, I like a good workspace, you know. To me, like having an, you know, an area, maybe a nice desk with, you know, things on, and it's kind of somewhat, you know, feng shui'd. I feel like that makes a difference to me than just, I don't know, I couldn't, I couldn't do it sat in front of like a wall, you know, on like a really like bleak <laughs> little like school bench or something, you know, no. but um, I don't know, maybe you don't, you, I'm not saying that people should care about that, maybe you don't, but um, I find that helps to like have, like this is, this is my spot, I'm going to work here. It's I like, always edit in the same place. You do, <laughs> I, always, I, I lie down <laughs> on my sofa, I put two or three cushions behind me. And it's quite a low sofa, so I can put my snacks and my gin and tonic or whatever it is on the floor. On the on the yeah, and then I can just easily pick those up. <laughs> and I sit there with a film on in the background, and I just that's my happy place to to do my editing. And yeah, I mean I'm happy doing it anywhere really, but yeah, I I, I do have a routine. Yeah, and it's the same. I get the same when I'm when I'm traveling as well. I always kind of pick a spot and just end up doing my work there. Yeah, it's important. Yeah, even if you just get like I don't know, you can you can feel good about a, like a spot in like a specific like cafe or something, can't you? And you just you want to go back to. Yeah, exactly. Do you find um like our phones obviously are literally designed to distract you like all of those apps they're almost their entire business model is like how can we take this person's attention like that's what they're there for yeah yeah i'm sure they work with like psychologists totally yeah, yeah to and, mo- like, and multiple apps you've got multiple different teams of people from all across the world all concentrated in this one device for your time <laughs> yeah, and your in, money <laughs> yeah and they're all concentrated in this one little brick in your hand it's quite terrifying really do you do you ever like find that do you do you get like distracted by your phone or yeah like, i do deal with that? i do um when I'm shooting, I put my phone aside, and I've I've have recently started in using Do Not Disturb mode on my iPhone, which I think is lovely. <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, it's really nice to not be disturbed. But yeah, of, of course, it's I've got a set posting time, and uh, you know that's all got to be considered. And sometimes I change my mind with what I have scheduled up. Uh, and so, yeah, there, there is obviously a, a consideration for it. Uh, the, the, the one argument, I don't care how, how great phone cameras get, uh, photography or, or filmmaking on a phone is still always going to be on this device that, like, my camera can't receive a WhatsApp. That's if, true, if, I if, thought if, that. if I was taking a photo and my Leica went, 
you know, it was like your friend, like someone like la 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 la. Look at this meme. You know, no, no, no. <laughs> that 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 would really, really get me. You know, yeah. I mean, I like looking at Bernie sitting in a chair as, <laughs> as much, much as, as the anyone, next guy. As much as the next guy. <laughs> for whatever reason that's become popular but <laughs> but um you know i don't want to see that whilst i'm you know concentrating on some freaking pigeon and trying to get <laughs> trying to capture it it's hard enough without having my friends trying to out compete each other for hilarity in, in whatsapp uh, I, yeah that's i don't know why that never really occurred to me but yeah it doesn't matter how good they get they are still attached to all these other things and there's something about nice like you don't use your katana to like cut your cut your toast in the morning <laughs> no, you know? no no you don't there's a tool for a job <laughs> yeah. you know if you don't get axes with bluetooth do you <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh and and that's why i i can't and also the phones like you can edit on them immediately and you can you know it's just and they're great and you know maybe there are people out there who uh just saying you know oh god you just sound undisciplined fair enough and phones are extremely capable uh but for me personally i find it just yeah I, uh, yeah i feel like i'm not too bad with that stuff actually you're much but, better than me yeah, I, I, yeah, I get. I am quite good at putting my phone down. One thing I've started doing though that I, I need to get out of the habit of is I've started looking at my phone in the first thing in the morning, and I really don't like that. Oh yeah, I yeah. think like just allow yourself to just not think about stuff. For, that, sometimes like you'll get you know you get your phone and you might go on WhatsApp, and then maybe you'll check some new stuff, and you realise you've been awake like fifteen minutes, and you've already like thought about like the ethics of AI and like something that's going on in like France and this like me this meme of Bernie Sanders and it's like Jesus Christ maybe just get up and have a tea first and like before you start <laughs> and then also time will pass as well and you'll be like oh my god I woke up at 7 it's now 7.45 and all I've done is just like input information into my brain no I, I've realised that, um, that things like like having a bath or like a shower mm. is like well, it's, it's almost like one of the only times when people are completely not being penetrated by some sort of I don't know it, it's, it's it's interesting you say you that know? I've got a Bluetooth speaker in my shower and occasionally I'll listen to a podcast while showering <laughs> <laughs> I must be stimulated mentally yeah. I, I don't know. just watch clean myself for three minutes <laughs> clean no. what kind of psychopath cleans themselves <laughs> <laughs> without topping up their knowledge yeah. I know and I also I, I've um, oh, this is going to make me sound terrible uh, terribly geeky but I've been listening to a Lord of the Rings podcast <laughs> oh, yeah. I know so much about orcs right now that I, I can't even tell you um, <laughs> but in a yeah, so how I'm, does Aragorn find the time to podcast while he's <laughs> marauding, being, being the king of Gondor? Um, anyway, I'm going to stop incriminating myself, uh, but I found that quite interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to do that thing of uh, focusing on a task at hand without. It's amazing. Like I, I've sometimes I find myself editing also on my phone and watching a film at the same time. Yeah, and, and then. And doing none of them very well. <laughs> like, it's, it's just stupid, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And so, yeah, I, I think people who uh, also, I find uh, listening to music whilst doing photography or 
I, th- I think whilst editing, it's it's different. But l- when doing actual photography and listening to music at the same time, I find it extremely difficult. Maybe it's as I said because I kind of analyze music in a way, and I, mm. I I can't just let it be in the background. But also, you you know, your ears lead you to shots, don't they? Which I've, we've talked about before. Yeah. On, on this podcast. I, yeah, I, I know. It, I get it. It works for some people, but even I, even like ambient music, I can't listen to when I'm working for some reason. I just find it. Even that is too like stimulating. I need <laughs> to just like the. <laughs> Do you know what? I always find um, those like relaxing music. Things to be extremely unrelaxing. And it's like the, I don't. The sound of a whale is not relaxing to me. You know, like, it just kind of comes out of nowhere. You're like shit. It's like if I was <laughs> imagine in the middle of the night. You 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 wake up and you just hear the sound of a whale. That would freak you out. And yeah, this just these random like water drops. You know, those. Oh, it's just. Just makes me they're, oh, they're also really, really as ambient as I'm looking for. Like they was they they sell you that they're like this is like chillaxing ambient music, and then you get in, and someone just rips a sitar solo halfway through. For God's sake, it's not what I signed up for. <laughs> oh God! Right. Oh, oh, it's getting cold out here, but we do have the um, oh. the sun setting, which is quite beautiful. yeah, yeah. This, I mean. And you've got some red kites, some predator birds circling overhead, and maybe waiting for us to just put, <laughs> expire out here so they can come down and pick our remains. But <laughs> I don't think they're scavengers, are they? They are, yeah. They are? Yeah. Oh, There's a lot of roadkill around here, so they just come down and just... They don't even need to hunt. No, <laughs> just wait for lazy humans to run over. <laughs> wow. Well, there you go. I'm learning, I'm learning about the country life out here. Yeah. I think we can. Well, so is that what they're doing? Is that why they're flying so so lazily? They're just yeah. looking for roadkill. Yeah, it's a pretty metal lifestyle. Oh, I quite like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's very inspiring to sit and watch out here. I gotta say. Yeah. Well, we're trying to take Candela outdoors more often. Yeah. Maybe I think so. maybe live one day. Or like, can you imagine actually being in a live place with humans? <laughs> like Sitting next world. to a human you yeah. don't know. I mean, an audience. <laughs> I don't think I can. I can cope with that. <laughs> Well, I'll leave you with the one quote as we talk about mornings that I like. It's like someone someone said, uh, "In the morning you can own the day, but in the afternoon the day owns you." And I think that's so very true. In the, in the afternoon, so much bullshit hits. You know, <laughs> if you've got if you need to send an email, you get by without sending it in the morning. No one's expecting to hear from you necessarily at seven o'clock in the morning. But in the afternoon, people are in your case. Those morning hours, though, they're just they're golden. They're yours. The morning has gold in its mouth. That was what, it, what uh, on was going to say on the typewriter instead of uh, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy in the first version of Shining. Really? Yeah. I think they maybe even shot, or like, because Kubrick had some, like, had it all typed out, which I think kind of would have been quite cool. It would have been sort of creepier in a way. Ooh. (laughs) The morning has gold in its mouth. Yeah. Could be a euphemism, well, a different way of of eating eggs. (laughs) That's the way I see it. (laughs) Interesting. I like that interpretation. Yeah, thank you. Start a Reddit theory now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Trying to promote healthy in the morning. What am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.